What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Jeremy Hayes with the Fadeaway Fitness, this side of the rim official podcast. This is season four, episode number two. Uh, today, I got my guy, Matt Trudeau. Uh, he's a director of basketball operations, uh, Division One Central Connecticut State University's men's program. Uh, Matt, say what's up to everybody here. What's up, everyone? Jeremy, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, I've uh, been talking to you about this for a minute. I'm glad we could finally just jump on board and said just collaborate back and forth and kind of share a little bit of your story and, and your journey of what you kind of like endured in the basketball industry this far and like excited to kind of see uh, where your journey actually takes you. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. 100%. Let's just jump right into it. So pretty much like tell people like where you're from, kind of where you, where were you born, where did you grow up at? So I'm from, um, I was born, I was born in Willimantic, Connecticut, um, grew up in Storrs, Connecticut. Um, so, which is where, uh, UConn is, so that's been my backyard for basically my entire life. I've lived in the same house, um, so really, you know, stores, UConn basketball, um, you know, been around there for, for my whole life. Dope, big, big UConn guy, huh? Yeah, I mean, growing up, so my grandfather had, um, was a professor there, um, so growing up he had, um, season tickets to the men's and women's games. So always going to that, and then all the other sports too. You know, soccer, football, um, baseball. Just uh, you know, all you know. Growing up, it was all around. What when's UConn playing? What, we going to the UConn game? You know, that that's what it was. Right. So talk on, talk about a little bit of your childhood. So like uh, a little bit of your background. What kind of sports did you p- participate in? Uh, like I said, when you were kind of growing up as an athlete. Yeah, so, I mean, sports was sports was always everything, you know, like kids, you know, kids growing up, sometimes would go, you know, do comic books and, you know, all the, you know, different type of hobbies and stuff. Mine was, mine was always sports, so, um, growing up early on, it was always, it was mostly just, uh, baseball, basketball, and soccer, um, basically from when I was four years old to about, you know, high school, um, I was always playing those sports. Um, and then once I got to high school, played, um, played soccer, played basketball, played a year of football, and then, um, played golf for four years. Um, so a little, a little change, um, but yeah, it was, it was great. Um, you know, growing up around sports, it's just, you know, there's nothing like it. And they really just paved my path where now, you know, my rest of my life, I don't see myself doing anything other than being in sports. <laughs> hundred percent and i'll like take that into like i always like to ask this question to people of like yo so you say you played baseball you said you played basketball some soccer moved into into high school and did some football and even some golf like so how do you think that like playing multiple sports helps you become more of like a well-rounded athlete and then we can even touch on like talk about if you like are starting to become pretty skilled at basketball or pretty skilled at baseball like does it get to a point where, like, we need to have some serious talks with yourself and, like, hey, at 10th grade, you know what, I, like, I really, really want to focus on trying to play in college. Like, should I narrow my list down and, then like, focus on one, focus on two? Like, so talk about how, how you think multiple sports kind of helps you become more of a well-rounded athlete. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it's huge. I think, like, growing up when you're a young kid, you should play as many sports as possible because, like, you know, for example, like, Soccer, soccer really helped with my footwork and all that. Right. So that, you know, growing up, you know, when you're playing basketball, like, footwork's huge, you know. when it, it's, it's everything. And it helps with balance and your core strength and all that. 
Um, so somewhere like that with soccer, it's just big. Then baseball, um, you know, baseball is really big on your hand-eye coordination. Um, you know, obviously, you, you got to learn patience too playing baseball. Right. You know, that's, you, you're not. It's not. It's not. You know, basketball where there's stuff happening all the time. Um, a lot of times you're just sitting there watching. You know, I played outfield too, so. Sometimes when you're playing outfield, you're sitting in center field. You're not. You're not getting any action. You're just. You're just standing there. You're just, you know. Let's, let's go, man. Throw some strikes. Let's get a strikeout. Here we go. Right, right, right. You become one of the, you know? one of the best cheerleaders in the game. But they like said there's times yeah. that like you could be standing in the outfield and not get a single ball thrown or hit to the entire game. So you, <laughs> yeah, you got to really have severe patience for that one. Yeah, and the other thing is like you just got to be focused because. When that one ball does come to you, you got to make a play. Yeah, 100%. Because you, know, you, you, you never know. That one play could be the difference of a game. So if you're spacing out and picking dandelions and looking at the birds <laughs> and a ball gets hit to the gap and you're you know a step late because you weren't paying attention and all of a sudden they hit a double or a triple or whatever and then they score, then it's a difference maker. So, yeah, that's on you. Um, yeah. And then, like, you know, just other sports. Um, you know, football I only played for a year. Um, so that, you know, that – didn't really play much of that, but football, man, it's it's tough. Football's tough, you know. You're not you, like I didn't, I didn't, you know. I was you play, you know, soccer and basketball. There's contact, but it's not football contact. Right. And you know, I didn't, I was never taught how to tackle. So you know, I I played safety for, um, I played wide receiver and safety for junior varsity, and I was the varsity kicker and punter because <laughs> so of my because of my soccer skills. So I was able to, you know, I was able to kick a 45 yard field goal, right. no problem. Um, but yeah, you go tackle and then, you know, you tackle the kid next thing you know, you stand up and you're like, Oh, well, I'm dizzy. Ooh, this don't feel good. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. But that, that, that's, that's part of it. But no, that, that was fun playing football. I really, I really enjoy that because I'm a big football fan now. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, growing up, I always wanted to play football, but you know, my parents never played football and all that. So they're, you know, nervous about the injuries. And so, um, which I get, you know, it totally makes sense. So, yeah, you see these, um, you see, you see, like an NBA team walk off of the off the bus, and like you see these dudes, and they're so tall. Like that's one thing you see is like the just the height of these kids. But then you see like an NFL team or like even a college football team walk off the bus, and like they might not be the tallest dudes, but they are absolutely jacked. <laughs> and like this, the size, the strength of these guys. Like I just, like I said, I, I mean. Knock on wood, I want. I don't want anybody to ever get hurt, but like, I'm surprised there's not even more injuries than there are in in the NFL and college football. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 dangerous. I mean, you got dudes that are 350 pounds running four eight forties, which is wild. Coming full speed I to mean, take your head off. Yeah, like no, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm five ten. I, I, right. I might be able to take the hit, but I probably won't be playing football anymore. After right, that. right, right, right. <laughs> So that talk talk about that as like being as like say okay playing multiple sports is 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 huge but like I said if if we're gonna play and focus on one like in your opinion do you think you should start to narrow down and like hey I'm I'm a tenth grader I'm getting pretty good should I really focus on just trying to make the most out of one sport in high school or should I like I said use all of my resources and try to continue to play all different sports um, to try to make it into college. Yeah, I mean, I think it really depends on your situation. Um, you know, like, it depends, I think, how good you are matters and what, you know. Right. If you're early on in high school, if you already know that colleges are looking at you and all that, um, 
then, you know, that's where you might say, all right, like, you know, this is something I really, really want to do. Um, but that's the big thing. you got to really want to do it. Um, cause if you, you know, so like that, I actually did that with golf. Um, you know, played three sports my freshman year. Golf was one of them. So I'm varsity golf my freshman year. And then I found out I was actually really good at golf. Yeah. So I, I stopped, you know, my sophomore year, I didn't play, uh, I still played basketball, but didn't play soccer. Um, and, um, started working at a golf course. Um, so fall, spring and summer, I was at a golf course all the time. Right. And then junior year took a big jump and realized, Oh, like I'm really good. Like, so I started up at my freshman year. I started off as a hand, uh, 18 handicap. Yeah. And then by senior year, I was a scratch golfer. Wow. Um, so, I mean, in that, like, it, it, and now when I'm looking back at it, like, I mean, yeah, it was great. Like, you know, I was able to become really competitive in golf and um, had a great high school career and played in some uh, tournaments and stuff, collegiate tournaments, um, where I was able to compete a little bit. But, um, you know, freshman year of college, I was planning on, I went to Central Connecticut State um, for my undergrad was planning on walking onto the golf team there. He was going to try out and all that and then realized I don't really, you know, want to fully commit to this. Right. Um, and when that happens, it, you know, that's where regret comes in in the sense of like, damn, like I should have, I should have, you know, continued playing basketball in high school and should have played soccer and wish I didn't give up baseball. But that's always going to happen when you sacrifice, you know, you give up things for something you really want to do. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, like I said, it really just depends on your situation of, like, you know, what what do you really want? You just got to do what you want to do. Right, you know, 100%. Like, if you, you know, if you're if you're a really, really good basketball player and, um, you know, but you love football and, you know, you can't, you can't ever have the mindset of, well, what if I get hurt? Right, for sure. It's just, like, you know, the what if game is always a tough one to do. Um, and, I, yeah, just, like, if you think you're going to get hurt, like, you just, you're going to get hurt. Right. That's the way I see it. Like, you yeah. know, like. Or you so just play like, tentative. You don't play, yeah, you don't so, give it your all. Yeah, so if you're just constantly going in thinking, well, if I get hurt, then it's going to totally mess up my whole basketball career. And, you know, then then at that point it's my, okay, like, maybe I should not play. But if you're, you know, if you love basketball, if you love baseball, if you love soccer, lacrosse, whatever sport it is, you know, and you want to play all three sports in high school or two sports, do it. Right. Do it, totally do it. You know, like obviously you still got to put in work to those sports and time management becomes a big thing and you still got to stay on top of your grades. And like that's where it kind of gets difficult. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's part of the process. Oh, 100%. So almost like talk about it like, like I said, when you were growing up all the way through your grade school, your middle school, into your high school, even in, through some college, like, and you can talk about some people in here too. Did you happen to have any like major influences, um, like through sports that really like really believed in you, really like pushed you to become better, just like supported you as most as you could? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I'd say the number one person is definitely my dad. Um, my dad's the type of dude that he is at you know every practice he can attend, every game he's there, um, just always around. Um, you know, bringing me, bringing me to wherever, sacrificing, um, you know, buying me equipment and, you know, taking me and all that. Um, he definitely played a big part in that. Um, so I'm, you know, forever thankful for him and still to this day, you know, 
luckily I live close enough to Central Connecticut where you can come to my games right. still. So, which is awesome. Oh, um, for sure. And and then, you know, there's obviously, you know, coaches growing up, um, you know, one in particular, uh, my middle school baseball coach, Stan Harris, um, played a big, big part. Um, you know, he was, he was, he really taught me about, you know, how to love, just love sports. Uh, just truly love the game and, you know, for that specific, you know, big, specifically through him was baseball. Um, but it really just carried over to other sports and, you know, what it takes to really, you know, become good at something, you know, because, you know, you know, you're, you know, middle school, fifth, sixth grade, you don't really know any better about what it takes. You know, you don't, you don't have those life experiences. So it really helped me um, just kind of shaping me into, you know, becoming a better person and just a hard worker. Um and then just uh, one of my uh, another one of my coach Steve Gonzalez um, is also one of my best friends. Dad, um, he coached me in uh, football. He coached me basketball. He coached me uh, baseball. So he coached me in a bunch of sports, and I've known him since I was in fifth grade, um, and still to this day, like we're su- we're very close. We'll talk all the time. Right. Uh, we'll go play golf. Um, yeah, he he was he was huge, and just you know always being there he you know taking me you know he would drive me places if i needed it or you know he would stay and get extra work with us um and then he also played a big part in uh just like the um how important you're you know taking care of your body you know being in the weight room and what you eat and what you do you know how important that is because like i said when you're young you don't you don't realize it you think you're invincible Um, (laughs) right you know you think you think you got it all, and really you don't. You got you, you don't have anything. Right. You just kind of like <laughs> stuff you got to learn and be taught, and you know I'm thankful for him and really teaching me that. You know you can't just you can't just want to uh, be a good basketball player, but never run sprints. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you want to you want to put you know any sport, you got to get in the weight room. Like you're not it's not like you're at your max strength or your max you know potential for your body. Like you got to get better. Because any advantage you can get, right? You better, you better take advantage of that. Hundred like percent. I me. always, I've talked about that before with people. I'm like, man, the one, like, one area I've always just like regretted, and like try to push to the younger athletes as much as you can is like number one, um, get proper rest. Number two, your diet and nutrition. Number three, stretching, flexibility. Number four, the weight room, your diet, all that stuff. Like I said, that plays an absolute huge part into becoming an athlete as it does like yo 20 years down the road when you can't even get out of bed because you're not flexible and like you just you you feel those aches and pains every day and like yeah it sucks it's life but at the same time the 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 more flexible you are the more you can recover and be able to prolong your your life and by feeling feeling good like i think kids need to take full advantage of that absolutely and like it's like look at look at lebron james Right. There's a reason why he's 37 years old and still doing the stuff he does. Right. It's because since a young age, he's really taken a commitment to taking care of his body. Right. And it I, shows, I think mean, it's some some crazy number. It's like $1.5 million he just puts into his body every year, yeah. which, like I said, if you got the money and you can do it, great. LeBron, I think he's got the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like, even, like, regard like, if you have the money or not, like, it just shows if someone like LeBron James yeah. sees how important that is, then that should be a wake-up call of, like, okay, like, if he's doing it, 
I should probably, you know, even if it's, you know, you know, doing stuff simple, you know, the bare minimum of, you know, where you don't have to spend money, right. still got to do it. Hundred percent. Still should be doing it. Yeah, hundred percent. So honestly, like, let's take that right into like, okay, you just graduated high school, so like, why Central Connecticut State? Why'd you choose to go there? So uh, Central Connecticut State spelled. 40 minutes from stores. Um, so that was a little bit of a reason. I, I, I wasn't big on going out of my comfort zone um, and going far from home. I never lived outside of Connecticut. I've never really been, you know, growing up through high school, I've never really been outside of New England. Right. Um, so, like, you know, I just didn't really have those experiences of leaving and going far. So, um, you know, like, I, I only applied to four schools, and it was um, Central Connecticut, UConn, Bryant and Eastern Connecticut, um, <laughs> which is right next to the town over right. uh, from Yukon. So I wasn't going far, <laughs> but my sister, my sister went to Central Connecticut, um, and I yeah, I also I knew the golf coach there. So like I said earlier, I was gonna try and walk onto the team there. Right. So um, yeah, I had like that mindset that I was gonna walk on, um, and then you know, thing life happened. Right. Right. <laughs> life right. happened. <laughs> Things change, and but no, it was uh, no Central Connecticut was great. Um, I, I enjoyed going there, um, and it was a great decision for me. You know, like you, you always have, everyone has different paths, and that path just really, really helped me grow into the man I am today. Oh, for sure, and I think I think I think that's huge. Like um, kids nowadays, they're seventeen, eighteen, maybe nineteen years old, and like they're taught that like you have to make an executive decision of what I'm going to do for the remainder of my life. <laughs> That's tough. Like I know kids can be awarded like a hundred thousand dollar student loan, but like they can't take out a $10,000 loan for a car or a house, which is, so I'm like, that's really, really tough for these kids to just figure out and like, okay, if you don't want to go far from home, cool. You got 30 minutes away. You can go back home. You can hang out with mom and hang out with dad. And like, I think there's got to be a safety net, but also like you are on your own. You are making your own decisions, so you can kind of learn and, and grow and mature some and kind of figure out your path. So I think there needs to be a healthy medium of the two. And uh, like I said, if you enjoyed your time at Central Connecticut State, like I said, it, hopefully it only sets you up for, like I said, success in the future. And, like, I don't think we'd be having this conversation right now if, if, you, if you didn't have that success. For sure, yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, it, everyone's got their choice. And, you know, even for me, like, coming – when I was, you know, I was probably a month into school. It was probably October. Called my mom. I said, "Mom, <laughs> I'm not gonna make it here. Like, I'm, I'm after this semester, I'm transferring back home to UConn. Like, I'm moving home." Right. And thank goodness I did not do that. Right. You know, I stuck it out. And this was actually so I was a student manager at Central Connecticut for the basketball team. Um, and this is before I got involved with them. So I just didn't. You know, it, one thing that's tough about college is finding your you know, your purpose, your place, you know, right. finding stuff to do. Cause like one thing you realize when you're in college and you know, you just finished class and it's four o'clock and you're just laying in bed watching Netflix, <laughs> you have a lot of free time. Right. Like you have a lot of time, <laughs> you know, you're taking, you know, sometimes two or three classes a day, but other than that, you have nothing else. Like, you know, high school, you're, you know, waking up, going to school the whole day then after that you're going to practice and then you come home and eat dinner do your homework and go to bed 100 percent. you have your structure routine you go you go to college and your routine's out the window and like you know it's a little you know especially when you're just uh you're not playing a sport or anything um and that was that was tough for me 
Right. I, had, I had a tough time with that adjustment. Um, but, you know, the difference was getting involved with the basketball team. You know, once I figured, once I found that, I never, never thought about leaving. <laughs> right. So talk about, talk about being, a, uh, as I said, a student manager and like, how did you get involved with that? What were your responsibilities? Like, who did you have the pleasure of working with during that time? Yeah, so um, I was on social media one day, um, and one of the, the head manager there at the time posted in, like, our student body Facebook page, um, you know, the men's basketball team's looking for managers. Right. Um, if you're interested, send an email um, to the director of ops at the time, who was uh, Dustin Dobbs. So shot him, you know, I did some research. I looked at, looked up the coaching staff and I actually didn't know who the head coach was at the time. <laughs> um, Cause I didn't, you know, you just, you're, you're not really looking at central Connecticut when you're from stores. Connecticut. Right. For sure. You know, that's just, that's just the reality. So I look at, look at the head coach and, Oh, it's Danielle Marshall. He right. like played it, played at U- UConn legend, played in the NBA for 15 years. Like, Oh, like, all right. Like the kind of, it's not a bad person to, you know, be around. 100%. So, sent him an email, um, and then, you know, he reached back out to me. He said, hey, we have a meeting on, um, you know, this day. Um, stop by. So we had a meeting, and there was, like, 15 or 20 kids there. Um, so I was like, oh, shoot. Like, right. This is, like, uh, this is going to be tough. Like, I got to make – I got to I gotta work. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so, you know, like, the meeting happens. You know, talk to um, Dustin and talk to the head manager, Joe White, at the time, and Danielle. Um, I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, this, you're around the basketball team. Um, yeah, like, I loved I loved basketball growing up. Like, right. Loved it. Um, you know, so even though I didn't play, you know, a lot of high school basketball, I loved basketball. You know, always watching it, always playing pickup. I was like, all right, let me, let me try this out. Like, see and get involved. And then... You know, meeting happens, and they're like, yeah, like our first official practice is until October 1st, um, so we'll reach back out and, you know, have you guys come out for then. Um, but, you know, I found out they were in workouts at the time, and I said to Dustin, I said, hey, like, you know, am I allowed to come for workouts? Like, yeah, you want to? I was like, yeah, like, sure. <laughs> yeah, come come to workouts, come rebound. So I started going to the individual workouts, and whenever they had them, I was, you know, and I didn't have class, I was there. Yeah. Um, so that's where it really started. Um, and like, that's, that was the biggest thing is just showing up for sure. You know, just going to those workouts. That's what made the difference. That really helped me, you know, stand out. Cause at that time, like, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be traveling anywhere or anything like that, right. you know? Um, so I was like, man, I just gotta, like, I'm big on first impressions. Um, so I just, I gotta make a good first impression. And the way I do that is just being around, oh. you know, I just, I just like to be around and, even if, you know, I'm not, you know, not saying anything and anything like that, just being around people, you know, people start to get to know you, like right. things just happen from that. hundred percent. So, you know, once, once workouts happen and then slowly managers started to quit because they're like, oh, like, I don't really like this. And then next, you know, season starts and Hey, we have 6 a.m. practices three days a week. Next, <laughs> you know, a lot more people start quit. Next thing you know, it's just me and Joe. Right. You know, so. And then it was from there. It was over. Um, wow. You know, travel to every game, and and that was actually the, that was that was one of the coolest parts was just the traveling. You know, because like I said before, I didn't really leave New England, so right, right, right. It was the first time. 
first time going on a plane, first time going out of the country, <laughs> first time going in different time zones, like yeah. seeing so many different states and cities. Like it, it was, it was incredible. It was a great experience. For sure. No, that's something you're going to always kind of remember. Um, and I said, take those experiences and like everything you learned and processed throughout your high school. And then now into college career and like after college, like how did, how did that like transition you into your first job and like, like what, what did you get involved with after college? So, um, my junior year, um, the actually no, my sophomore year, um, the summer going into my junior year, I did a, uh, internship with the hoop group. So Danielle brought me into his office one day and said, Hey, listen, um, you know, there's this internship opportunity with hoop group. Um, at the time I had no idea what hoop group was. (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, uh, I don't know what that is. Like, Danielle, like, what? It's like, oh, it's like, you know, just look it up. So I looked it up. I was like, oh, look, went on the website. I was like, oh, this is legit. Like, all right. He's like, hey, send an email to Rob Kennedy. Um, you know, tell him you're interested. I talked to him. I was just talking to him at Pittsburgh Jam Fest. Like, all right, cool. Like, you know, and I just like, just earlier that year, I decided, like, so I was re- you know, at that time, you know, when I went into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Right. Um, so my sophomore year, I kind of narrowed it down. I was either going to be a basketball coach or a golf teaching professional. Right. Um, and then sophomore year, it was just like, you know what? I'm going to go all in on this basketball thing. Like, we're just, you know, like, why not? You know, I was, I was probably naive and you know, <laughs> I didn't know any better. Like, I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So, um, yeah, I did the internship with Hoop Group that summer, um, and then which was great. I mean, it was a great experience. Guys at Hoop Group are awesome. Right. Um, the guys I worked with are great. And then the following summer, um, I did another year. Um, so that was no, yeah. So that was uh, right after I graduated. Did another uh, summer internship with Hoop Group at uh, the Hoop Group Skills Camp, which is in the Pocono Mountains, which is an outdoor basketball camp. Right. Um, so my job there was to run the concession stand. Um, so did that, and then you know, grinded through it. Um, and then during the summer, the director there at the time, Chase, was like, "Hey, listen, like, you know, I want to, I want, I want you to come, you know, basically be my assistant here, um, of skills." You know, like, obviously, you got to talk to some other people, figure it out. But, like, I want, you know, I want that to happen. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I didn't have a GA job lined up or anything. And, like, you know, I, I was looking for a GA job. Like, that was my ideal situation. Um, and I heard, you know, I heard, you know, dudes that run a concession stand at Hoop Group Skills Camps, they get GA jobs. Which right. is true. Like, you know, <laughs> the guy before me got a GA at, um, at Hofstra and, you know, there's a you know one guy that worked there was working in the G League, and another guy was working in college. So I was like, oh, like this is perfect. I'm gonna work this summer and right. get a GA job. Like it's perfect. And that also was the same uh, same time when COVID hit. So COVID hit in March. Um, so my senior year was cut short. Went moved back home. Didn't have a graduation or anything. Um, and then really, I, I didn't even know if hoop, you know hoop group was gonna happen that summer because um because of covid right you know there's no overnight camps or anything so i was like i was just sitting at home on those zoom calls with you know the coaching zoom calls just trying to learn as much as possible and just waiting for that phone call of hey we need you and one day it came yeah packed all my stuff up went to pennsylvania and 
um, you know, went through the summer, and then towards the end of the summer, um, you know, Matt Pooley and Rob Kennedy at Hoop Group um, were like, hey, you know, why don't you come to New Jersey where our headquarters is, um, you know, kind of as an intern. Um, you know, they couldn't hire me at the time. Right. Um, but hinted towards, you know, we want to hire you full-time, but we just can't do it at the moment. Why don't you come, um, you know, move to Jersey. You know, you can stay um, in the attic of uh, the house where uh, the Hoop Group full-time guys live, the unfinished attic. You know, come stay there and come work. You know what? All right, let's do it. Right. You know, camp ended, went back to Connecticut, packed all my stuff up, moved to Jersey. <laughs> Started, you know, started living in an attic and working, you know, at the time I was working basically for free. Um, you know, I did some other stuff where at the headquarters where I would be uh, the checking guy at the door, you know, taking temperature, temperatures and signing people in, um, you know, and just trying to make, you know, a few dollars doing that. And then also started, um, they, they do um, clinics and stuff there. And they do training every day. So I started helping Mike Rice and Tiny Green there and James Cooper with that. I was able to make some money doing that, you know, each day making a little bit of money. Right. And then finally, you know, Rob pulled me in and said, hey, we're hiring you full time. So that's, that's yeah, then, then Hoop Group happened. And, yeah, it, it was it was great. I mean, once I got that call saying you're full time, I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, yeah. This, this is what I wanted. Like, For sure. It's kind of wild how it just all kind of fell fell in place for you. So, like. They said, kind of talk about like some of the players that you were able to work with, um, even uh, like people you were able to connect with and network, and kind of how Hoop Group kind of like was the bridge between you and the players, but also you and these uh, paraprofessionals as well. Yeah, so um, yeah, like one of the first players I actually worked out with um, was Moses Brown, who's now with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Um, so he he was in Jersey. Uh, you know, he just finished up his uh, G League season. So he was in Jersey working out with Mike Rice. Um, so one day I went up to Mike Rice. It's like, hey, like, you need someone to rebound. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. So I just started rebounding. And the next thing you know, like, I was getting more and more involved in the workouts and all that. Um, so, you know, I was working with an NBA player. So, like, that was, that was you know, that was sick. Right. Like, it doesn't get much better than that, like, right. you know. Um, so that was cool. That was kind of my intro to it. And then, um, you know, from that, like, I, I did, you know, they have this thing called Rookie Round Ballers there, which is a weekly class, which is kindergarten through second grade basketball. <laughs> so so I was in charge of that. So I've never done anything like that in my life. Um, but it was, man, it, it, I'll tell you what, it's tough. It's tough. Teaching basketball at that level is right. hard because you really have to simplify it. 100%. And, like, you can't, you know, you can't say, you know, hey, let's, you know, Let's go take, you know, everyone take, you know, we'll go dribble down and take jumpers, you know? No, like, they can't even reach the rim. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, did that and then did, um, you know, every now and then um, Tiny Green would have uh, his classes. So he works mostly with, in the girls' space, but, man, the girls he has there, are, they could play. They yeah. could hoop. I mean, right. he's got he's got girls that ton of division one players he's got girls that are going high major low major just every level right um so working you know did some work with them and then really got involved with um the new jersey shore shots um 
and did, you know, I coached a seventh grade team, um, but also did training with them. So, um, you know, working with, you know, guys like Isaac Hester, um, who's at the Rainy School, Ben Roy, uh, you know, guys like that who, you know, guys that are going to have really good college careers one day. Yeah. Um, great kids, too. Um, that's, I mean, that's the best part about it is when you're working with great kids, it just makes it so much easier. Um, yeah, so working with them, working um, with Darius Adams, um, you know, guys like that, being in the gym. And then um, Larry Smith, who does a bunch of workouts over there, training people and all that. I started getting close with him. And we just like, he would work kids out at night. And I would just sit there after work and just watch them and, you know, just talk to them, chit chat. And he, man, he's really good. He's really good with that too. Um, just really connecting with the players, um, you know, translating, translate, you know, just getting his message across. Cause that's one thing you don't realize is um, how to, you know, it's one thing to know the information, but to communicate it, it's a whole different skill. Right, right, right. You know, if you can't communicate it, then, and you know, you know, you do it every day. If you can't communicate it, you, you're not going to get anywhere with the kids because they once once they're confused and they don't know what they're doing, it's hard to get better from that. Yeah, hundred percent. Creates like, creates loss of confidence and yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And I remember just like um, if you can't talk to a kid, and like if you can't explain it to a kid, then like I said, they have no clue. Um, you have no clue what's going on then because they have no clue. <laughs> so you just kind of like asking them, "Do you understand? Do you understand?" And they're gonna say, "Yeah," just to please you, but then in the back of their mind, they have no clue what you're really doing. So being able to have patience and being able to elaborate and clarify exactly what you want done while also being able to show them. Cause I mean, every, everybody's a different style learner. Some people can just like listen to you, pick it up and go other people. You got to show two, three, four times and explain it and break it down and walk them through it. And then they'll finally figure it out. Um, but they said leading that, that into like, um, watching workouts and, and structuring sessions and then joining in these, 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 um, like clinics and camps, like that's how I, I think honestly you and I got connected. So I remember just like randomly going through Twitter one day and just like this guy was liking some of my tweets and retweeting some of my tweets. I'm like, yo, who, I don't even know who this is, but we had mutual friends. So I'm like how we got connected. I like, I did my podcast with Chase Vaudrin, who just so happened to be the director of recruiting at Hoop Group. And then I remember I just randomly shot you a DM one day and was like, bro, what's up? How are you? And, like, we just started BSing and talking and going from there. And, like, um, like I said, fast forward that after we kind of develop a relationship a little bit. Um, a guy who I kind of look, look up to in the training industry uh, just so happens to be a guy named DJ Sackman. So we, we were talking, BSing. And DJ just so happened to be coming to hoop group <laughs> and I'm like, yo, want me to come up and come help this and kind of like kill two birds, one stone. I can connect with DJ. I can meet, meet up and link with you. We can kind of do some stuff together. And, uh, said, I remember coming up June 20, June 24th, which just so happened to be the weekend of June 25th, which is my birthday. So like yep. she came up, shot up for this, this camp and like literally knew like two people and was hoping to try to meet and link up with DJ and like hang out with you. And it turned into like blossoming our relationship, mine and Chase's relationship, me doing a couple other things that summer with hoop group. And then like I got in like not tight with DJ, but like I 
became very close with him. And then like, now I can talk to him, text him and like, we're going to do a project together here at some point soon. So like, just like I said, being able to shoot you a DM led to like opening so many other doors. Yeah, no, and I, like, I saw, I would see your tweets come across, and, like, you have some great motivational tweets, and, like, like that's where I think it really started, where I was like, damn, like, he's, he's got some good stuff to say, and then, right. obviously, you're posting your um, skill development stuff, and at the time, I was, you know, really trying to learn the skill, you know, doing that stuff, because I didn't, I didn't really know, so I would just go on social media and just look at different people, right. how they do things, drills, um, just kind of get creative with it, and just figure out, you know, what works best for me. Um, so yeah, no, just always, you know, favoriting, retweeting your stuff. And then, um, cause it, you know, you, uh, you, I actually, you know, came across you cause Danielle followed you. Right, right, you right. You guys followed each other. Like, okay. Like, you know, Danielle knows them, right? <laughs> like, you know, and then, yeah, you shot me a DM one day and I was like, oh, like, I don't really even know, I, like, cause your, your account's fade away fitness. I was like, I don't even know what his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we got on the phone and we just kind of hit it off. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then once we got to one, you know, the weekend at Skills Camp, that was great. It was a good time. Um, you know, the first weekend, you know, you go, you go there, and you know, you know what it's like. You pull up there, and you see, you know, outdoor cabins. And, right. Like you're in the you're in the country. Like, <laughs> right. You're like, where am I? And you just see basketball courts everywhere and cabins. Right. Like, all right, cool, game on. Yeah. You know, and you had a good group of kids, and you know, just had a fun weekend. Um, and then you came back again when DJ came back in July. Right. Um, and that was, that was, that was an even better weekend. Cause, um, you know, we, we played, played a lot of pickup that weekend. Um, then Elliot, Elliot Cadeau and Tahad Pettiford were there. Um, right. which was, which was awesome. Cause you know, we, we don't, we don't typically get, you know, big time, big time kids like that to come to skills camp, um, when they're in high school. Right. Um, and like for the kids, like the kids loved it, and just with them, you know, seeing them work, and you know, you work them out, DJ worked them out, was able just to learn so much. Yeah, and, then, and I think that know, those playing. small things will like just leave a lasting impression in some of these kids' minds of like maybe in a couple of years, like Elliot and Tahad become future pros and like playing college, and like just being able to whoa, I went to a camp with them, and then like, and I'm not saying I'm big, but like that people are starting to follow me on social media and like, they'll reach out to me. I remember when you came to hoop group and I'm like, yeah, that's stuff that's like really, really impactful for kids. And just like having somebody like DJ come who's known all over the world. And like, like I said, that, that really, really just like leaves a lasting impression in all these kids like minds and like really should, should leave them motivated to want to work on their game even more whenever they leave. Yeah. It, it, it also just shows them, you know how good you really have to be. Hundred percent. You know, because you don't. You know, sometimes when you're, you know, from a smaller town or, you know, you're not really out and about. Um, you don't really notice that. Right. Um, and then you see, you know, kids like that come in, and you're like, whoa, like that's a whole different level. Like, right. You know, and even just watching, like, even just watching you and you know DJ play, um, and Justin Cooper was there too. Right. You know, watching you guys play, and it was like, oh, like all right like it's different the kid like kids kids would just you know they would just sit around and watch us play right um which is which is always cool you know because they you know it's always fun to watch you know play in front of the kids so that you can show them you know still got a little bit still like, got a little juice the in the game, tank baby still, yeah still can hoop a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Right. So let's transition this. How did you like use Hoop Group and kind of move into like the current position you're in, you're in now um, back at Central Connecticut State? Um, yeah, so Hoop, the one thing about Hoop Group is you meet a ton of people. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, obviously owners, Rob Kennedy, president, um, you know, Rob was, I'd love to work in for Rob. Um, and he was great to me. Um, and, you know, he just knows, he, it's like he knows everyone in the basketball world. So, you, you know, hanging around him, you just start to meet people. Um, and then being around, you know, guys like Steve Keller, right. um, you know, he's been in, you know, in the, um, you know, recruiting business for, you know, forever, you know, just scouting, a scouting guy, you know, high school players. So that's where you get to learn, like, you get to learn about AAU programs, you get to learn, you know, meet AAU coaches, high school programs, high school coaches, and then just, you know, up and coming players, um, you know, and just knowing all those guys. Um, so, you know, that was huge. And then, you know, just being around guys, you know, that I worked with every day, you know, Chase, um, Brian Petrozelli, yeah. um, you know, those guys were huge help um, for me because, you know, go, you know, I was, I was, you know, the young, the young guy at Hoop Group, right. um, you know, fresh out of college. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything. And, you know, they taught me about, you know, the business of the Hoop Group and, you know, just the professionalism of all that in the basketball world and, um, you know, what, what you got to do to, you know, make moves in the business. Cause it's a hard, it's a hard business. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, you know, they really taught, taught me a lot on that. Um, and then just being at the, you know, being at the hoop group events, you know, tournaments and stuff, you start to meet in face, you know, those, these AAU coaches and all that. Um, which I mean, the more, you know, the more, and like, that's the, that's the good thing about hoop group is you're out and about at all these events. So people start to see your face a lot and start to, you know, get to know you. So just being at that, you know, those type of events, you know, people start to get to know you. Um, and then really what will really, um, help me get to where I'm at now, um, is, um, so central Connecticut hired Patrick Sellers as their head coach, um, in the, in the spring. Um, and then, you know, hired um, his assistants, Ben Wood, Lamar Chapman, um, and Ben hit me up, you know, so I was, I still talked to, you know, some of the players who were still at Central, just because, you know, they were there when I was there, and I was close with them, so, you know, just asking them, you know, hey, like, you know, how's, you know, how's Coach Sellers, how's Coach Wood, how's Coach Chapman, you know, how those guys, you know, talking, and um, Ian, yeah, Ian started name-dropping uh, my name to um, ben, Ben right. Wood. Um, so then me, Ben called me one day, um, you know, just asking questions about, you know, stuff at Central Connecticut and just all like, you know, the stuff I did as a manager, like how things go, like, vi you know, how video is, just little things that you got to know, um, you know, just being out of school. Right. Um, so then we started talking um, and, you know, he started, you know, obviously then live period events started coming. So I was at skills camp the whole summer, so I wasn't going to any of those live period events. Um, so, like, the beginning of the summer, me, uh, Chase, and Brian were um, running middle school uh, circuit next-gen. Um, so we were doing that. So we, were, we weren't able to get out. You know, we weren't able to go to the live period events, which live period events are always great when you work for Hoop Group because, you know, you have Division One, Two, II, and Three coaches yeah, there. Everybody shows So you're up. meeting – yeah, you're meeting everyone. So, 
you know, before that, you know, you you I was meeting a lot of Division two and Division three coaches because they were able to go out recruiting. Right. It was awesome. Like, there's so many great dudes out there that I was able to meet. Um, but no Division one at all. So, you know, I was never able to meet, you know, Pat Sellers, Ben Wood, Lamar Chapman in person. Right. Um, so Ben would, you know, would just hit me up and be like, hey, like, you know, um, you know, what team, you know, who's at, who's at this tournament? Um, you know, just, oh, you know, we were always in communication. Um, and then next thing you know, you know, it's, I think it was August, beginning of August or something like that. Um, you know, camp, you know, we still have another month of camp. So, you know, still a little bit of a stretch and Pat calls me says, hey, man, you know, we're looking for an ops guy. You know, what? what's your plans after the summer? I was like, well, I'm with Hoop Group, you know. Right. You know, that's where I'm at right now. I'm committed to Hoop Group. Like, we still got camp going on, so I'm just trying to finish that. And, like, the way camp works, too, is, like, it's every single day. Yeah. <laughs> from June 18th to August 26th, it is literally every single day from 7 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> so, you don't have time to think about anything right, at all. Right. So he hits me with that, you know, like, hey, you know, you want to come be the ops guy? I'm like, this is too overwhelming. Like, I don't, I don't even know what to think right now. Like, right, right, right. Like, but, um, you know, so I talked to talked to Chase, who was at Skills with me. Um, talked to Rob. Um, they're, you know, they're super helpful. You know, talked to other few other people, Mike Rice, um, Matt Pooley. Talk to them just what they thought. Um, they're like, listen, man, like, it's not it's not easy to get a Division One opportunity. Right. You know, it's not no matter what position it is, whether it's you know you're the ops guy or video coordinator or whatever, it's not easy. He's like, you you have an opportunity. You know, it might not ever come again. You know, <laughs> like you're 23 years old. Like you never know. So I was right. like, at that point, like I had to really think about it. Um, it also kind of worked out too that you know Central Connecticut. So you know, I was already there for four years. I was comfortable with the school. Yeah. Um, you know, it was close to home, so it was you know forty minutes from home. Um, and on top of that too, like I like constantly just heard of how great of a person Pat Sellers is. Right. Just how great of a guy he is, and like that for me, like that makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, like I, I I'm I'm really big on the character of people. Um, how they treat other people. So that was a big thing for me. Um, just because, like, I knew, I know myself very well, and I know, like, you know, being so young, you know, and not, not really knowing as, you know, too much, that, you know, I got to be in a good situation where I can learn and grow um, in this profession and just grow as a person. Um, you know, so I'd be, be on the phone back and forth with Ben and Pat, um, you know, I'm just kind of debating, like, man, is this, like, is this the right thing, or do I want to, you know, stay with Hoop Group? Then finally, I was like, you know what, like, you know, I talked to my parents about it, like, yeah, I'm taking it, I'm coming back home. <laughs> right. And they were, they were ecstatic, because they, you know, before then, like, I didn't really see them at all, because, you know, COVID, and coming back for COVID, um, you know, couldn't really come back home for COVID, just because my sister has, you know, two young babies, so they're, you know, they're high risk. My mom's high risk. So they didn't want to bring COVID home at all. So right. I wasn't really home at all. Like, I didn't see them for a long time. Um, so they were they were hyped up. They, you know, my dad, <laughs> my dad especially was so happy. I'm sure. Um, 
But yeah, no, and then it's just like, it was just like, it happened so quick. Um, right. Yeah, the next thing you know, camp ended. Uh, went to Jersey, packed up all my stuff in my house, moved back to Connecticut. And then next thing you know, next day, started working. That's wild. Um, so like, let's see how, <laughs> see where this takes you is like, like you're, you're at Central Connecticut State, like, where do you see this job kind of like leading you? Almost like, what are some personal goals that you might have, um, short term, long term, and like, if there's like an end game goal of like what you ultimately want to become from this? Yeah, I mean, the you know, big one. Like, I, I, one day I want to be a Division One uh, head coach. You know, right. that's that's the goal. Um, so you know, that's like that's a long term goal. But my short term goals right now is really just. Um, just you know, this, I guess, you know, everyone says this, but really just learning every day um, and just really, like, figuring out more and more who I am as a person and what I need to improve on and just self-assessment and reflection. Um, so, yeah, like, right now it's just, like, you know, becoming more comfortable with every aspect of the game because, like, that's the one thing that a lot of people don't know about college basketball is it's not just basketball all the time. Like, right. you know, yeah, like, you're on the court and – you know, practice and games and all that. Yeah, that's there. But then, like, also the academics and the travel and the budgeting and, like, all that. Like, that, like that's that's a lot of it, like, you know, but that's the majority of it. And then also just taking care of, you know, the players and just looking after them because, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, these are 18, 19, you know, 20-year-old kids who are out on their own, you know, and some of them are, you know, halfway across the country from home. Right, right, so, right. you know, just, you know, being there for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, there's, I think, you know, this is a great starting point for me. And um, really the next step is, you know, I, like me, like I, I want to start from, you know, start from the bottom and work my way up. You right. Because I feel like if you skip, if you skip steps along the way, that's when things get a little messy. And, you know, I think each step really teaches you a lot of valuable skills. Um so that you know like next you know the next step you know i i want to be an assistant coach one day you know that's the next thing um so you know but i gotta get my i gotta work my way there you know i can't i can't skip the process and just go right to an assistant coach because you know if i don't if i don't have all the skills i need if i don't know everything i need i'm gonna get exposed real quick 100 (laughs) percent. and that's the one thing about this business is you can't fake it you can't fake anything right because you're yeah i mean like you, you know and it's even as a player you know even as a college player you go play college basketball you right. try and fake it you're gonna get exposed so quick yeah you could either get so much exposure or like you said you can get exposed so quick that like you know loss of scholarship loss of playing time loss of everything and like all in an instant and just happens really really quick so like i said being being true be like uh organic with yourself and like i said working as hard as you can but also working smart and consistent like that's just huge so like i said chopping a tree it ain't most of the time it's not chopped down in one chop (laughs) so you just got to keep chopping away chopping away chopping away and like i said getting your getting your rhythm and then getting your experience and then like i said using your network and connections and and your experience to say hopefully propel you to the next stage of your life okay then that tree starts all over again until you find out the next one, then you build your momentum. And like said, by the time you know it, yo, you might be 40, 45, but now, now you get up presented with a head coaching job and, and you can kind of maximize your potential to really fulfill your dreams. 
yeah, and like you know, everyone's everyone's path is different. Um, you know, and like one you know one of my favorite you know music artists, Nipsey Hussle, always says, "It's a marathon." You know, marathon right. continues. You know, it's not things aren't gonna blossom overnight and all that. You right. know, you know, yeah, it might. You know, some guys are gonna be a head coach at you know thirty, thirty-five. You know, but other guys, their first head coach job, they might not get till they're fifty. Right. You know, and it's just everyone's path is different. That's like that's a that's the one thing I struggle with is like, you know, especially like when I didn't get the GA job, I was like, damn, like I'm I'm, what am I doing wrong? Like right. you know, like like something's wrong here. Like you know, and then like I I really struggle with that. You know, and then I came to realize like you know like, yeah, you might not have uh, might not have gotten the GA job, but it worked out. You know, like. You end up getting hooked up with Hoop Group. You end up working full time with Hoop Group and meeting all those people and having all those experiences. And, right. You know, now I'm 23 years old and Division One basketball coach. You know, right. I'm the director of ops. I'm on staff. Um, which, you know, if you told me four years ago I would be in this position, I'd say you're you're lying. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like, you know, 100%. So it's really, you know, it's just sticking with it. And yeah, man, it's it's tough. You know, it's life though. Yeah, for you know, sure. You just gotta trust yourself and believe in yourself. Yeah, having a good support working. system behind you and, like I said, backing you. And, like, we've known each other for, it hasn't been super, super long. But, like I said, we've grown to have a relationship to, like, I'll do anything I can to kind of help you. So I'm, like, excited to really see, like I said, where your where your journey kind of goes. Um, like I said, I'll be there backing you 100%. Um, let's, uh, let's bounce a couple, like, questions back and forth. Then we'll just wind up wrapping it up here. But, like, Give me, in your opinion, give me your top three players of all time on the men's side. I want to hear three first, and then two, and then one. One being the GOAT. Man, man, that's a tough one. Uh, all right, uh, so we'll go number one on the men's GOAT. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to just, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go Jordan. Jordan, go Jordan. Jordan, greatest of all time. Who's your two? Two is Braun, three is Kobe. Okay, typically that's the answers I kind of get. Just it just varies the order. Um, they said yeah, I, I, I like those, those those three guys just they just stand out. They just stand out <laughs> like uh, like no one else. You're right, right, right. So I mean, you you really can't have a wrong list. Um, you could put anybody one, two, or three. You know, I'm I'm a big like just kind of let's admire greatness while it's happening. So like. LeBron, he's the only one playing that's left. Like, let's admire it because as soon as he's done, we might not see him again, like another LeBron again for a while. I know Kevin Durant's great. I know the Greek Freak's great. I just don't know if he'll end up being like LeBron. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, not a bad list at all. Now, I want yeah. this is for anybody kind of looking to kind of grow in the same path or same journey or, or just um, to kind of help anybody out. Uh, give me one piece of advice. Like I said, that you could kind of share to someone else to kind of help them along their way. Man, just stay the course. You know, just trust yourself because that's the one thing is like, you know, just life, like things are going to get hard. Like, right. Mentally, it's going to be hard. Like you're going to go through some stuff, you know, and it's going to be stuff that you can't control. And it's really just, you know, not giving up and sticking with it. Um, you know, because there's definitely times, like there's 100% times where, I've thought about, like, hey, like, I'm not going to be able to make it through this. Like, right. 
like I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to be able to be a basketball coach like and it's just like it's just natural like the self-doubt just naturally happens you know that voice just always comes in your head um but you just got to tell you know tell that you know, shut up I got this <laughs> right you know why why not me right. why not me 100% and it's just having that self that self self-confidence and that swagger about yourself um you know and just like you know yeah like you know I got this I'm good. Yeah, hundred percent. Good. Yeah, I'm I not, might struggle. I'm a big like, yeah. You might want to prove everybody else, like prove them wrong. But I'm more of a, like a, I want, I just want to prove myself right. If I can do that, then any, and no other opinion really matters to me. Yeah, yeah, and like the other thing too is like, really just learning your daily habits. Right. Um, and like, I actually one thing I really struggled with was I always thought like far in the future, you know, like oh, like you know, one day, like when I get to here, it's gonna be better. Right. But then I realized like. You really have to take it day by day. 100%. Um, you know, when you wake up in the morning, all right, what can I accomplish today? Right. Um, you know, and it's just each day resetting and thinking about that because, um, you know, if you just waste days, you know, you have, you know, three days in a row where you're just sitting down watching Netflix or playing, <laughs> you know, Xbox and right. doing nothing. Gets real repetitive that's, real quick. It's yeah, three days, you you know, you didn't get better at anything. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you might be a little bit better at Call of Duty, and um, <laughs> right, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, like how does that help you? Hundred um, percent. Yeah, it's just like you know, what can you do each day to get better? Um, you know, and like that's the, that's one thing I try to I try to communicate with the players now. It's like, you know, all right, well, you know, let's get let's get one percent better today. Yeah. Um, you know, because. One percent better today, one percent better tomorrow, and then it just adds up. Just a gradual know? And then progression, next thing you, right? Yeah, and then next thing you know, you're like, "Oh wow!" Like I'm kind of surprising myself. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think I was capable of this. And right, hundred percent. Right. Moving, uh, like I said, moving forward with it. Like if uh, if you know them off the top, what are uh, your social media handles? Like I said, Twitter, Instagram, so that people can follow you. I reach out to you if they got any questions. Um, if you yes. know them off the top of your head. Yes, yeah, so my Twitter's. Uh, Coach True, uh, T R U, three, um, and then my Instagram's just uh, my name Matt underscore Trudeau three. Um, so yeah, now if anyone has any questions or just wants to connect or anything, um, yeah, definitely hit me up. Perfect. Um, I always love connecting with people, just cause like you know, just learning about different people's stories. Um, you know, and you also never know when you're gonna cross paths. You know, right. like like with us. We never really knew that, you know, Hoop Group Summer would have happened. You right. know, we'd be working together and all that, We, you know. But it just, you know, we connected through social media and it just, it worked out. And now okay. we're doing a podcast together. And, and who knows it's where it's going to lead next. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, hey, Matt, I appreciate everything you did. I, I hope you nothing uh, but the best of luck um, moving forward. You know, we're going to continue to, to reach and inspire and grow together. So, uh, like I said, I want to wish you the best of luck with everything and uh, say keep keep staying true to yourself here. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Jimmy. I really appreciate it. Um, and same to you, man. Just keep keep working. The stuff you're doing right now is great. And, you know, it's, it's helping me every day seeing the stuff you post. I love seeing your stuff. Um, yeah, so stay with it. Stay with it because it's, it's only up from here. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate everything, Matt.